can we do an experiment really quick? Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm going to count to three. And on three, on three, everyone say their favorite Michael Crichton book. Okay. Okay? One, two, Andromeda Strain. Congo. Clueless, the movie. Jurassic Park, obviously. What are you even talking everyone about? Everyone all Jurassic. disagrees. <laughs> obviously. Wait, wait. Obviously Jurassic Park. Are, are you, you kidding? guys high? I think, I think it goes in, in order of uh, the one with Antonio Banderas as the Viking. Okay, that's not a book. Okay, that's Thirteenth Warrior, and that's a movie, uh, and it is a book. It's a but movie. But you guys are, f- you guys are fucking crazy. Jurassic Park opened the door to an incredible world where man and thunder lizard walk hand in hand and in talon. What are you t- talking about? It's not Jurassic Park. It's, it's like you guys have you Park. guys even read the novelization of the movie Clueless? <laughs> <laughs> it's his finest work. The people have it goes down in history as the best novelization of any movie ever to star Alicia Silverstone. I do want to just say one thing about Congo. There involves a laser gun that is used to shoot primordial gorillas. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, Amy like Amy like. Amy and do like. Amy Tickle. <laughs> Amy Tickle. I am good gorilla. If <laughs> we switched out one of the four of us with a talking gorilla, <laughs> would it be a better show? And by would it, I mean Let's, yes, of course. Is obviously. there a difference between a talking gorilla and Russ Rush? Gorilla, gorilla, Amy, Amy, gorilla, tickle. Justin McElroy and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy and you started while I had a big gulp of sweet coffee in my mouth. <laughs> my name is Chris Plant and I come after Griffin. My name is Russ Frustick and I know the best game of the week. <laughs> For this episode, we've switched out Russ Frustick <laughs> with a theremin. <laughs> Welcome to the Besties where we pit the top games of the week against each other and make them battle in a uh, in a, a, a Mortal Kombat style tournament at which point the end of it the only one that is still a game is the winner can we can we write you something can we write Someone you some sort would of write me fucking a preamble for the show the rhythm of my patter <laughs> makes it sound rehearsed and then it's like it feels like the the hundred times the Wright brothers tried to take off before mm-hmm. it actually worked. Like you could see, it's like it's working, it's working, it's working. No, 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 oh, Oops. wait, oh, no, no. Um, our, our current game of the week, or I guess of the year, is Halo Four. And let me just say, wait, wait, not further, of the year. Well, well, it's the our, reigning champ so far for the week. Well, well, no, it's it no. doesn't go week by week. It's it's the we've retired plenty of games for the for the Hall of Fame, which are going to come back okay. at the end of the year. Yeah, let's just the, not confuse final the audience. But right now, it's Halo Four. Yeah, and let me just say, after further play of both it and uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted, which it dethroned, I feel like I I made a horrible, horrible. Decision. Yeah, you made a huge mistake because because I've I've played you so much of those two for Need games. For Speed. I, it's so much better, guys. It's a Halo. way 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 better game than Halo is. You're saying Need for Speed is way, way better? Yeah, yeah, significantly. Like, way better. I feel so bad for here's, deciding to kick it out. Here's the thing about uh, Halo. It has a car, but also guns, whereas yeah. Need for Speed just has cars. You know what You know what I would like to bring up about uh, how Halo won? It won because Russ hasn't played it 
and Justin said more people like it. Yeah, it, <laughs> that, that, that was those brilliant. were our two arguments. Is it too I late got... to petition to reverse the hey, win? Hey, well, let me ask you something. Do you guys remember when uh, Marissa Tomei won the Oscar for My Cousin Vinny, and people thought it was a total like bullshit scam? Sure, yeah. But who could, no who one was like, "Oh, we got to go moment. back and change it." Everyone just sort of lived with the decision. Well, I but I've, with the decision. I've so I've right. played a lot more Halo Four though, and like I finished the campaign, and I played some of the Spartan Ops, and I played a lot more multiplayer, and like. What do you? I just have you, had so much more fun with with Most Wanted. Like, uh, let's not let's not compa- let's not worry about Most Wanted because that that it had its shot and it lost. Yeah. No, uh, we have to live with that decision. Let's okay. but let's talk about how our feelings about Halo Four have changed because okay. I've got to be honest. Like, I was into it pretty deep, uh, but I I think it was the actually the release of Black Ops, which we'll talk about. But uh, I don't know the wheels really came off for me i didn't feel that compulsion to push through the campaign um see i so i finished the campaign i don't want to hear any spoilers okay i won't spoil it but it was fine is there a large robot rob, robot man in it <laughs> that's what well I'm... i mean there's like a robo suit that you get in yeah but that part was cool that's what that I meant. part's neat i guess i i it's it was a fine campaign really it was but it wasn't like everyone championed it as this like narrative evolution over the rest of the series well that's not much of a leap to be honest well to be well it's not even though i i I don't think like i get what they were trying to do at some points and like the relationship between cortana and master chief like they did finally explore some of that and and that that was okay so like anal or what hollow anal yes it's (laughs) um, wow things got really rampant in there but like the the thing that I pointed out last week about how they sort of introduced this main antagonist, it's like, not that guy again, when I had no idea what and who the fuck this guy yeah, is. Yeah, someone sent us a link to, like, a trailer. It was part of, like, the marketing campaign, and he was introduced there? Is that true? There was, there was this, uh, there was also an infographic that some site did where they basically run you through the whole history of the, the universe. I even read that, and I still had no idea. It wasn't just him. It was, like, several characters in the story, several plot points, like, several locations. Like, if you are not a total halo nerd and like i read the infographic and one of the halo books and i still had no goddamn idea what was going on what, like you it, if that is where you are with your story like you you don't fucked up somewhere it seems weird that there was so much halo legacy brought over for for this that is supposed to be the beginning of a new right, it, everyone thought it was going to be a reboot not to mention the fact he teleports across the galaxy at the end of halo 3 why is he suddenly running into the same people over and over again? And also, the big thing about Halo 3 was there's finally a truce between the humans and the Covenant. And then, like, there's Covenant on your ship at the beginning of Halo 4 that you shoot. And Cortana's like, well, I guess these guys are bad. It's like, that's how you fucking... Well, because he doesn't know about the truce, Master Chief or Katana, because that happened back on Earth. I guess. I know that's not true, because Master Chief says... I thought we were at peace with these guys. Oh. Yeah, and then they go, yeah. oh, a lot can change in four years. And it's like, oh, okay. okay. Apparently not. Because cool I'm shooting grunts. Do you think the grunts They're... are small children? Yeah, I think that's it. I Here's the the issue is is that, and it's like, all these new, they introduce a new race, the Prometheus guys. Uh, and like, but all their weapons are just sort of like 
the different same. versions of the weapons that you already got it's like that's not super exciting i i don't know it 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 left me feeling kind of cold the multiplayer is still fun and like that frantic party game sort of way but but i think that they're going to run into a big problem with i mean i've had this personal issue where i was playing halo 4 i was enjoying it but then when people are when the audiences are split between call of duty and halo 4 it's like i i don't know like they're coming out so close to one another i don't know which which one to to it, i'm gonna spend go time on. i don't want to be left both by, yeah. Well, no, but I don't want to be. Le- I'm not saying for not for the Xbox people. Live. I think there'll be an. Yeah, I think there'll be an audience for both of them. What I'm saying is that, like, when it's that that cultural zeitgeist that you want to be on board with when a big game is released, like you want to be playing the same game as everybody else because that stuff is is nomadic. You know, it it will move on beyond the game. I I don't know which one I need to play to keep up with. To you know, I don't know which way the people I tor- typically play Justin with. Is, I don't play Justin a lot. is sheeple, is yeah, what he's saying. I, right, exactly. What are we playing? Like, just tell me what we're playing. I shop at Hot Topic, and I only play hardcore multiplayer braid. Just tell me what. <laughs> just tell me what we're playing. Um, and also, I, like the multiplayer, like progression stuff in Halo Four has left me a little cold too, because like I don't know. I've I, it's been like ten levels since I've unlocked anything that I found even remotely useful. I'm using the same. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Sort of yeah, I'm not that... looking forward to towards any of the and, upgrades. Well, or and that's the thing. Anything. There are some things that I'm looking forward to, and they're like 30 levels off. So it's like, well, I guess I could play and level up to whatever level I need to get to to get this one thing way in the future I want. But there's like a bunch of cruft in the middle that like I just couldn't give less of a shit about. Lara and by the way, I did. I fucked up last week because there are challenges in Halo Four which aren't surfaced well at all. Like, and I know they're. I know that like. Halo 4's success or failure is not should not necessarily be defined by how well it compares to Call of Duty, but like I don't play a lot of multiplayer shooters, so I for me that constant reward stream you're getting with with Call of Duty it makes it pretty hard to go back to Halo when there's like I mean other than the fact that it's enjoyable to play, uh, it's not hitting that dopamine center for I, me. I like, think there's like Call of Duty two. Does. I think there are two problems that are happening though. I think one, Halo Four has a problem of going halfway on the Call of Duty boat. I feel like Ooh, yeah, it, interesting. Yeah, it's you know it's it lets you do the loadout, but not really anything you want. Uh, the rule set isn't really there. It doesn't let you kill things instantly, which I think is part of the dopamine feel for Call of Duty. But the second part is Blops 2 is a Facebook game. I, I really enjoyed it when I played it last night. But those, when you kill something now, you have emblems that take up, like, the top third of the screen show up. I mean, let's, let's, it, let's, the goal let's, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Insane. I think we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we let's transition. Let's, let's talk about Blops 2. Let's start with multiplayer because it'll, you know, that's a pretty smooth transition. I think it's kind of cheap to just say that. The reason the progression in Blobs Two is great because it just hits your dopamine centers. I think no, it's great for a lot of reasons, but it, it does well, that really well. It does that really well, but I think that moreover, why I really, really, really like playing Call of Duty multiplayer is because it turns on a dime. Like you, it is. We're talking about like hundreds of a second between when you and another dude see each other and you shoot yep. one another. There are so many mechanics at play in there. And the way that you find the upper hand is, you know, preparation and strategy, but also with your build. And your build is designed for, you know, how you come out on top in those 
split second things. Yeah. And you can really feel it. Like when you put on a perk that lets you draw your weapon faster, you know why you won that shootout. And not only that, because they added, so for those who aren't familiar with, they added this system that they're calling pick 10, which is essentially where before uh, customizing your character class in Call of Duty was a pretty straightforward process. You essentially had, you know, a primary weapon slot, a secondary weapon slot, three perks, a grenade, a grenade. So now what you can do is leave one of those slots open and then spend that point in another slot. So, for example, I can leave a slot open uh, as my secondary gun. I don't bring in, like, a pistol and instead uh, give myself another perk is, like, the right. basic way to think about it. So what that adds is this extra level that's never really been there of, like, like precisely uh, crafting a character to your play style, which has never... I don't think really any uh, shooter right now is doing anything close to that. Where before, I mean, there are other shooters that are doing things like it, but similar, not but to not this to this extent. I mean, before like esoteric. I think one of the reasons Call of Duty is so addictive, especially like the leveling up and granting stuff, is because every time you level up, there is the potential to get a gun or a perk that is slightly even more suited to your playstyle. So eventually, right. you've just got like, I mean, you know, it's been described as a card game, which is apparently how they originally designed it, but you've got like. 50 cards sitting in front of you and you're deciding okay these are the ones that i'm going to use and you're trying to like max out just these certain avenues that you know okay i'm really good with light machine guns and uh rocket launchers and then screw everything else and it's it mm. honestly it feels like an rpg that uh, and for a shooter oh it, it has like, it has been since like modern warfare like the yeah original but modern more warfare. it feels more like honestly like in a lot of the call of duty games i was essentially like pick one loadout that worked for everything and this was like my ideal yeah. loadout and i'd never change it and now i find myself like depending on the mode that i'm playing depending on the map constantly changing my loadouts to totally drastically right. different things because and i feel like people who don't play call of duty don't really understand like i think people look at call of duty and they look at halo and they see halo and it has you know ghosts and these crazy armor abilities and warthogs like ghosts you mean jump the cars jets. and like, they see well they see like all this shit like yeah. they see there's so much shit that <laughs> yes Russ, he does not mean literal ghosts <laughs> no. floating around the yes. battlefield no but there's why like, did you why did you hit me with the needle dog <laughs> there's so much shit that you can do in halo right like they, there's jetpacks and and all this crazy stuff and in call of duty like to the outside observer, I feel like they think it's just shooting. Like, you're just killing guys. Right. Um, but I feel like Call of Duty actually has way more, like, situational things that pop up that you deal with in very, very, very small but important ways with how you prepare your loadouts. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and in, some, like, in some ways, like, that is more important than the loadouts in Halo 4. Because in Halo 4, like, if you have a jetpack, then you know that you can get above a guy. I, but in Call I of Duty, actually, like, if you have, like, the one perk that makes it so that your footsteps aren't very loud, like, there's so many different situations where you can use that. There's actually, it's actually, for me who, again, not a hardcore multiplayer shooter player, I think that Halo 4 may initially seem uh, better for the more casual shooter fan, but for me... I find that playing Call of Duty actually feels more like a learning experience for me. Like, I can pick a basic weapon set and like every time i die i i feel like i learn a little fraction of something mm -hmm. like, okay yeah. th i learn i learn about this with halo f 
it can feel a bit Calvin ball at times, right? Like yeah. you're you think you know the rule set for capture the flag, and then what the fuck? There's a guy in a floating tank that is just sit, sitting outside our base murdering us, and like I don't feel like I'm learning anything. I feel like I get lucky more in Halo, and that's fun. Well, yeah, I, part of that is I, also what we talked about last week about in Halo. If you find the rocket launcher, like you're you are, you know systematically a little bit further ahead than everybody else because you can i mean of course there are ways to still die while you have it it's well, not like call of duty god has that mode stuff too though yeah well I, what call I, of duty I, doesn't have like shit that you find like on the map though that you're is right like, well you have now to this earn is the uber the weapon stuff. right even can, if you find can, like a turret on the map somebody's gonna snipe you in the face yeah. like it's yeah. almost useless the comparison i like to make for the two is i feel like halo if you think about like when you watch sports replays uh, or you know top plays if you don't imagine that you do when you watch when you watch <laughs> football, right? The best plays are almost by accident. Like it's always like, oh, he threw it like 80 yards and it bounced off a defender's head and it landed in his hands and he had one foot in the end zone. And there are these miracles of physics, you know, like you couldn't replicate them. And I feel like that's Halo. Whenever I see a great YouTube video of Halo, it's like, yeah, I blew up this warthog and it hit a, a traffic cone and that hit the guy in the head and killed him. It was badass. Well, that it's happens like, very, again. That happens in Call of sure, Duty too. Sure, sure. Like, throws what, a what's happening? Sure, but what is happening moment to moment in Halo? I feel like is how can I use the environment and the physics and all this weird crap to kill people and kind of adjust the rules uh, and do these amazing feats that are probably not replicable. And what I feel like Call of Duty is like, and I know I'm going to eat crap for this, but is more like soccer, where it's a game of finesse, where what is happening is. It's happening the seconds, like Griffin said. It's happening the second two people see each other and the like very slight adjustments they make to win that battle. In a battle in Call of Duty, it happens in about two seconds. You know, either you move fast enough or you use one of your four abilities quick enough to take the person out, whether it be stabbing or throwing a grenade or throwing whatever other special thing you have. I just feel like one is much more a game of the moment to moment and not about all this goofy shit. So I'm, I'm I, recapping what you say, I, but putting it and in a just to frame. like just to be clear for people who are, are listening and like screaming at their iPods right now, I I'm not expressing what I think is a deficiency of Halo. Um, it's what I, I enjoy I, more about Call of Duty. I really do. It it really is two different audiences. Um, and, and like I said last week, for me, it boils down to the fact that it takes two bullets to kill a guy in Call of Duty, and it takes you know seven to eight to kill a guy in halo unless you you know get sweet headshots or something like that like for me i know i do yeah you get all the dopest headshots all the time and a hundred points but what i like i just i like the gameplay loop of holy shit i found a guy and he's not looking at me i'm about to get a sweet kill i don't think just uh, counter-strike right just counter-strike Counter Strike. It's the only. It's the only one, right? But Counter Strike does not have the character customization stuff that this does. Not even close. Yeah, I'm thinking Jackass. Oh, okay. Um, People people would argue that it's uh, extremely tactical as well, but I I do want to mention because there are two thirds of this game that we haven't even talked about, and I do want to briefly talk about the campaign and zombies mode because there I would imagine are a lot of um, people out there that only play the single player campaign. So there's some disagreement. Are online. there really people out there who only play the single? I honestly believe there are. It's like in the way I, that, that like, was me I'm going to go see a Michael Bay movie every year. That's like, that first audience. mission is what happens. Wait, are we talking? Okay, like I just 
I just played the first mission. The of, kill all of Africa mission? Like, I, if you turn off the 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 hard-ass uh, music, I am massacring black people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am hanging off the side of a truck and massacring black people that are running away. It is Resident Evil 5 times 1,000. It's Resident Evil 5,000. It's, it's rough and rough. <laughs> like, ensemble. it would be pretty gross regardless. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. There's something about me, like handsome ass white dude hanging on the side of a truck just mowing people down Justin, who are who are sprinting Justin, off this is yeah. from your history books so you can't judge them yeah this uh, is history. okay this is history that i apparently was a key player if you in. want to wiki it it's from the uh, war of angola and uh, you're fighting in that war which is uh not pleasant but uh i would i not... i know it's not pleasant but they don't do anything <laughs> to contextualize right. it there's a way where they're like where there's maybe just one person who's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you are murdering so many people and they're just running. What yeah, are you some doing? Some are running at you. No, what the problem is, is that they don't contextualize it at all. It's the beginning of the game. It doesn't really feed into anything else. It could be no. any crazy violent event. And what they chose was the the thinning of a herd of people running across just this great lawn. I don't know if I feel comfortable calling them a herd. Yeah. No, that is that's how it treats no. them. It treats that's how it treats you, them. You know, you know that scene at, at in the Lion King. That is how it treats human beings. Which scene? Right. If the scene where the with Timon where, and Pumbaa, I don't want to spoil singing? it, but his dad dies. I love the scene no. where they eat all the bugs. Yeah, that was good. I like that. <laughs> no, one. it it and it and being on the savanna does not help. It looks like a deleted scene from Planet Earth. Like, and now white guy on a truck is stalking his prey. Watch the herd turn. Uh, That's how they treat it. I, I would agree with you. There is more than the first level, though, and I would say that, that it does not get much better. There are a couple levels that I really, really liked in the campaign, but literally a I, couple, two the, levels. The I stuff I've played has been pretty neat, but I'm, again, I'm early. But there's some cool, like, uh, the, 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 the part cliff where climbing stuff. The cliff, the cliff swinging was stuff a was very cool, cool moment that like hardly ever happens again in the entire game. Uh, it, it, well, I mean, it doesn't need. I, I mean, don't need more cliff thing, climbing, though, right? but like things on that level do not happen yeah. very often. I, I have also. never made it through. I've I've played I think every Call of Duty game since Modern Warfare. I've never made it through a Treyarch campaign. Oh, Black Ops. Uh, I thought was Black good. Ops One was terrific, and that's sort yes. of the other thing is that like Black Ops One, I had like a lot of really interesting story turns. And the yeah. whole time I'm playing this game, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the whole time I'm playing this game, I'm waiting for, like, some crazy-ass M. Night Shyamalan-style twist or something to make the storyline more interesting than what they're presenting, and it yeah. never happens. There's no, like, they had the whole numbers thing in Black Ops 1. It hardly ever comes up. They mention it briefly once. But mm. there was so much rich, rich history there that to move on so quickly, all I can think of was... To make this game a future game, the only rationale I can think of, instead of just continuing with like the rich history of like CIA Black Ops stuff, was for a mark for marketing reasons, so that they could beat um, uh, the old Infinity Ward guys to market with their shooter. This is coming out whenever. Yeah, and it, that's what it, honestly that's what it feels like because the story is so jammed into the future setting. It just drives me nuts. It sort of seems like military fanfic or something yeah like that. yeah absolutely right. it feels like like a low like, grade what uh, if we were at war Tom with Clancy's china novel. and russia and the internet and then there's the whole strike force stuff which is a mess uh because your ai control and then real quick i just want to mention zombies 
for people that love zombies have loved the like old zombies modes in past games it's essentially the same stuff like it's cool and the map's very cool and you're doing neat stuff you're like building tools and stuff like that but the gameplay you know with waves of zombies coming in and you're building barricades it, it works exactly the same as it ever has the only difference is there's a bus now and for me i've never been like super drawn to the zombies mode and i was hoping for like some sort of progression system where i'm unlocking new weapons every time i play or doing something like that there's none of that there's no progression in zombies and it just feels like what like about a wasted transit? opportunity yeah transit that's what i'm talking about they build transit as like this oh this is a game changer like you've got this bus it's this huge open world and essentially all it is is this bus is on an automatic loop between four very small maps and you just like keep going around the loop and you get off the bus and you shoot some zombies and then sometimes you get back on the bus and there's like a story that you can follow but it's not anything super in depth or different from what we've seen in the past and it just left me like really bummed like i was really hoping for more can we talk about stealth really quick because this is one other thing that i think is a problem for a lot of video games this fall and justin you've you've always despised stealth and i felt like you kind of maybe turned a corner with uh dishonored is that fair to say yeah they they really made that loop uh work for me i I think it was making me so powerful in the environment um, and also having a uh, it worked I think because they had two loops that both worked that you could switch to without feeling like a failure I um, I totally agree and I think what I know I kind of came to the same opinion uh, while playing Black Ops and it's something that happened also in Assassin's Creed 3 where Stealth in most games that isn't a stealth game is now move from point A to point B slowly. Like, it's it's right. not actually stealth. It's like we have a cutscene we'd like to play in front of you. Yep. Um, move to point A to point B when we say. If you do it before that, we'll make you watch the cutscene again. And like that, at this point, is like unacceptable. Yeah. And I think the stealth games that work really well, like you said, uh, Dishonored and Mark of the Ninja is another good they example. They give you agency. Like, yeah, tons of options for how you're going to go about being stealthy. There are a few points in Black Ops 2 where it's just like, oh, there's a helicopter looking for you. Oh, it saw you. You didn't go the right way. We thought you were going to go. And, like, I, I had to restart a mission, like, 15 times because I kept doing the same thing. And that's I, just bad game design. It's lazy, I, lazy game design. I feel this may be, like, an unpopular opinion, though. And I'm not, like, defending... I haven't been crazy about what I've played of the other parts of Call of Duty Black Ops 2 either, but, like, for me, that game has always been multiplayer. Like, Modern Warfare 2, I think I finished the campaign once and then played close to 100 hours of the multiplayer. Yep. Like, for me, that might as well have been, a, like, a multiplayer-only game. And, I, I like, I kind of feel the same way about Black Ops 2, so it's hard for me to knock, knock it for having these shitty other parts when like my focus on it has always been on this one I, mode yeah you know I, I mean, mean you, you're essentially talking about like oh you treat the multiplayer as the real game and then the rest is just icing on the cake and whether it's shitty icing or not it's and i still think i think they icing. even acknowledge that because there's an option on the main menu when you're choosing between the three modes to make one of them like the they've the default mode when you load the default up the game. mode that loads yeah. up when you turn the game on. they've had that for a couple of years now uh, I think that's just, they acknowledge the fact that like after you've played through the campaign once or maybe even twice, there's no reason to ever do it again. 
and most well, people moreover are... it sounds like i mean i only play for multiplayer plant it sounds like you used to only play for single player like they acknowledge that it is yeah like essentially three different games like for, yeah, that's what made writing the review so impossible it was like a, yeah. an enormous review because every section is essentially its own review and i that's... can't imagine having to do that because like for me call of duty multiplayer is like one of my sort of definitive fall gaming experiences like i look yeah. forward to getting that game and all of my old friends that i used to play games with and don't you know either live in the same state as anymore or just don't play games with anymore like we get together at least for like a few weeks and you know get our call of duty on yeah it's I, hard for me to it, like i have so much affection for that part of the game that i don't think i could you know review it and say well these other two parts are shitty but it's cool because the multi is so good I think it's good to talk about three different games, though, and to hold it up to all three standards, because a lot of multiplayer people roll out some statistic. I don't know what it is. It's something like 25% of people actually finish the single player. So it's like, obviously, people are coming from multiplayer. But when you're the highest selling game of all time, 25% is still more than almost every other game that's being sold. Yeah, you're still talking about 10 million people. yeah, and if and if they're making, I mean, it's really just a bonus for the people who buy the games as a whole. You know, like the the amount of money that they have to lose by not making a good single player game is still substantial. Yeah. So it's like yeah. there is an expectation for them to deliver that also. And it, and they did it with Black Ops One. The multi, I thought the campaign in Black Ops One was really good, and it's just yeah. a shame that they took such a step back. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week rocket money they make it so easy to get your personal finances on track and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need keep the ones you want get rid of the rest here's how it works rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills they'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20 percent all you have to do is take a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest that might sound too good to be true i have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments i have and it's worked which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself rocket money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of 720 dollars a year with over 500 million dollars in canceled subscriptions so cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com besties that's rocketmoney.com besties rocketmoney.com slash besties you go get a phone you just want a phone talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech you know the contract may sound good uh, up front but there's always some sort of catch you know who's not going to do that to you not going to pull that nonsense mint mobile they're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution to save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye. 
to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Oh, guys, let's talk about this awful chain game. Okay. Oh, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Tell me, Lay it I, down, I'm Gmo. completely ignorant of this of this game. There's Gmo. a game. Have you ever it played called... Drop Seven and thought like, you know, it'd be good is if there was microtransactions. Hey, how about we don't yes. start with negative? How about we start yeah. with? Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's, let's start, start with positive. Let's, so it's is... a game. Okay. And it's free. Can I Set can I talk here. about the game? <laughs> can we just talk about the game for? It's once? called Chip Chain. And Not but, a good start, but keep let going. Let me ask you something. Where did you hear about Chip Chain? I heard about on the iOS gaming roundup on Polygon.com. Yeah, yeah. Did you write one of those, Russ, or was that one of those that you were too lazy to write? No, I, I do them almost every 95% of them I write. Okay, yeah. I was just checking. Sure. Um, By the way, if you are a fan of iOS and uh, and you don't read that feature, you really should check it out. It goes every Wednesday. Yeah, every Wednesday at around 2. And, it, and Russ highlights all the good stuff coming re- out for you. I really do use it as my iOS watch yeah, list I, is the official name, so you can just Google I, that. I, so yeah, I check it out every week. So um, chip chain, you're you're you're. What we're talking about is like a board. Uh, it's like a grid, and I think it's either like seven by seven or eight by eight, and you have uh, poker chips that have numbers on them, one through, um, you know, however high up you can go. Um, and so you put chips on the board, and for every chip that you place on the board, the dealer also places a chip of a random value at a random place. Um, so while you're sort of doing your strategies, you also have to sort of deal with this chaotic element. And when you put three chips of the same number touching each other on the board, when you tap one of them, it stacks all those chips up where you tapped, and it increases the value of the chip by one. So doing this, you create chains of chips, right? So you can tap like uh, three ones together right next to a two, and then it becomes a two and adds onto the two chain, and you keep it going, and you get... uh, combos for for continuing your chain um and that the numbers keep going up and up so while you're also doing this you're collecting cards and the cards can do things like add one to the value of a chip or subtract one from the value of a chip or copy a chip or lets you pick up a chip from one place on the board and place it somewhere else so you have to use those cards to sort of maximize your combo as best you can um and that's really all there is to it uh the whole time you're earning levels and every time you level up, you get a certain number of gems, which are sort of the in-game currency. Um, and I actually bought... It's the first game I can really think of where I actually bought a microtransaction because it's totally free to play, uh, but the, there's only two of the four game modes on offer on any given day unless you um, make like a pretty big in-game purchase. And the only way I could afford that was to, to buy some gems for like a buck or something like that. Um, so yeah, that's the whole game. There's different modes. There's like a short mode where you have a certain number of chips. There's a daily mode where everybody has the same chips, um, and you have to try and get the highest score that you can with those chips. And um, there's like a long form mode with no limit whatsoever, and a timed mode. Um, and it's really, it's really good. Like it, it, it's one of those good casual games that lends itself to there's like a casual way to play it, and there's also a very hardcore way to play it and um 
yeah, I, I haven't had to make any microtransactions other than that first one. I sort of get enough gems. The, the, I think the big spending draw in the game is that you can buy cards while playing for gems. Um, and so far, they haven't become so expensive that I can't, you know, that I have to shell out money to do it. But you kind of have to do that if you want to make make high high combos and points. I'm actually number, like, I was, like, 19 on the global leaderboard for one of the modes, and I did that without spending any additional mother- money other than that first purchase. So it's, it's possible. Questions? I was going to say... Uh because i really like this game too and i can't i honestly don't understand why chris plant would have any issue with it right it's so it's like it is a lot like drop seven yeah. like and everyone and you love drop seven, seven chris plant i i don't like seeing like buy cards while i'm playing it because then i just want to buy infinite cards mm. you can't uh once you buy like two of any type of card then that card becomes sold out for the rest of the game and but so it's not yeah. like you can i mean i don't like play you, it with buying cards I, like i just use the cards because they give you cards for making combos yeah. so i just and use there's those. other there's other i should mention there's other upgrades that you can buy so like when you start the game the highest chip value you can get up to is like a nine chip which is like really tough to get to because if you're not using cards that means you have to like match a bunch of ones up to twos up to threes and so on and like it's it's exponentially harder the higher you go um but then you can also buy like the 10 chip and the 11 chip and the 12 chip and then you can start using those in the game um and you can buy things like extra slots for your cards you can buy things like you can extend the length of the standard short game um to something longer and uh i mean even these aren't aren't so expensive that you can't you know pick them up through leveling or through making this one-time purchase of like tons and tons of gems i mean the real problem is probably that i played it for 15 minutes well yeah that that'd be the issue that but could be a like here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna say that we should use it to dethrone halo 4 because that's apparently <laughs> as much time as i need to dethrone a game and yeah. then i'm gonna come back next week and i'm gonna regret what i said and i'm gonna okay. turn on everything i said previously listen if I could turn back time, if I find a way, then I would make most wanted the okay, best. We've, lo- we've lost the thread a bit here. Uh, what's, uh, what's been going on in your guys' life? Anything interesting? Are you guys thankful for anything? Is this our Thanksgiving episode? <laughs> I, I I guess I am pretty thankful. No, next week is Wait. Thanksgiving. Next week's our Thanksgiving episode. So we can't fucking be thankful for anything no. except for a holiday. One week Sam a year week? is the only time you're thankful. Otherwise, you All right, spit are in you guys spaces. taking anything for granted this week? <laughs> yeah, before Thanksgiving. This sound, yeah. I don't I, know. Um, I like. I fucking hate my cat. I don't know what I'm. What? Gonna, I don't know. I just don't know. Your cute little doing. cat named Toby? Cecil. What? You name rename what you, you rename the cat change again? The cat's name. Do you know what I see? How what many the times is you're Justin, a, you're a okay, terrible flip flopper. Justin, guys, you are you are you fucking are. out of your god. Are you guys on PCP? <laughs> Do you not pay attention when we talk about our cats? Ever? I honestly is this a different cat? I don't even know. Justin's no, cat okay. was named Toby until he figured out that it didn't have a dick because he's an <laughs> idiot. So he named it he named it Cecilia or some shit. Now Amelia, but go and on. Now my cat was named Cecil from the jump and always has been. 
and he's been sure. like my special guy for a long time but he just came into the room while we were recording and like tried to climb up my leg like it was some sort of banister that's nice like, you... though no it's not because it's cl- he's not declawed it fucking hurt a lot can i but griffin let me tell you i'm on the flip side of that my uh amelia will have nothing to do if you try to get close to her mm. she runs you can't uh, she's you terrified cannot, i won't she, i try to like pick her up or anything she will not like you can't pet her you if you get close if she feels you coming towards her she's like oh dip peace yeah. gonna eat your food that you bought with money human money my cat's jam is putting his whole head in any cup of fluid that you have sitting around like i will pour myself a tall frosty glass of iced root beer and i will set it down on the table and i will like look out the window at a squirrel and i'll look back and cecil will have his whole head in the root beer like looking for fish i like like, you i like that you and the cat have the same pastimes of looking out the window at squirrels what now griffin let me ask you a question let me let me ask you a secret. Hit me. Griffin. Do you when the cat has that going on and you like get out of here? Mm-hmm. Do you ever just like dust that bad boy off and finish it? Or? No, oh. no, no. Once it gets once it it's gets root the, beer that keeps the, the stuff in there. That's not yeah, going anywhere. It locks it in. <laughs> it's that the is sediment one, is not floating to the bottom in that scenario. That is only one of many things that Cecil does now that I absolutely hate. Let's talk about some other shit. He climbs on top of my flat screen television. Like, that's going to happen one to two more times before it falls and kills you. Like, how big is this cat that he's enormous? He's he's seven months old and he's like the size of a full grown cat. Compared to Justin's enormous cat? Uh, He's not fat, he's like long. Oh, okay. Long cat. Yeah. I'm glad we got my fat cat into this week's uh, epi- penultimate episode of Press Reset. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I saw the footage, and I was – every time I see that cat, I'm astounded it's a living being. <clears throat> it is <laughs> – have you, have you thought about not feeding it ham exclusively? <laughs> well, here, here's, the, here's the problem with, with, uh, with this cat is that na- I, had, I had CJ on, like, a low-cal diet, which is cool. But now – Is CJ the uh, cat? There's a – CJ is the fat one. And now, but like, I have to feed Amelia too. And kittens can't eat that low cow stuff. So now there's just like this other bowl. CJ's like, aw, dip. Thanks, man. Like an upstairs bowl. This is nice. Second breakfast. Yeah, second breakfast. I don't have to, I don't have to trot my ass downstairs for noonsies. I can just dip in here. And then, and then, and then, uh, 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 CJ will come when the bowl is empty and be like, I don't know. That little cat, I think, ate all its food again. <laughs> looks, It looks so hungry. You should feed it again. I, I I know. I've watched as Amelia looks on in, like, sadness and just stares as CJ eats her whole bowl of food <laughs> and then, like, dips out. I, I um, So I, I, don't, I don't know how to get CJ back on a regimen. Can you just mm-hmm. put, put uh, the food, like, in a bathroom with uh, Amelia and then just, like, give her, like, an hour to eat the food oh, alone. Well, well, couldn't you just put CJ's food at the end of a treadmill and then just turn the <laughs> treadmill on? Or at the That's top of a good. mountain. I actually like I like that. On the top of a very large pile. Yeah, we'll have a big pile of food and make her eat her <laughs> way to the bottom to find her bowl. So she learns her lesson. Uh, listen, I, I love cats as much as the next guy, but I want to talk to you guys about m- the game that I got obsessed with yesterday. Um, and it's called Frog Frat. Say it Frog right. That's right. Fractions. Frog Fractions. Uh, it's made by Twinbeard Studios. It's a flash game. 
man, I don't. How do you? How do you? How do you do this? How do you talk I'm, about this? I want to tell you guys about the. I think if I just say my experience of it a little bit, like what the experience of playing it was. Now, are, are you going to spoil it? it because more. if you're going to spoil uh, it, people should. Frog know. fractions. The game is that you begin playing <laughs> is uh, about a little frog on a lily pad that has a long extending tongue. And each time it hits a flock, there are three pieces of fruit that it owns. <laughs> and uh, each time uh, you hit a bug trying to eat your fruit with your long tongue, it produces a fraction. And that fraction is added to your score. Wait, we're talking math? Um, to teach kids about fractions. So this is a math and game? there are upgrades, power-ups, if you will, like a lo- like lock-on targeting and a static cling tongue. And uh, lot, lots of lots of uh, uh, Call of Duty style unlocks that you can get as you as you play the game. Um, you buy them by collecting pieces of fruit that fall down. And Griffin, uh, pl- I said, Griffin, you have to play this game. And he played for he said like twenty minutes, uh, and said, "Man, I just lost a bunch of time playing that." And I said, "You didn't find the game." That that wasn't the game. It's, it's like a da- game it's like a Dan there. Brown novel. When I played, this game. I played for no exaggeration, forty five minutes, and didn't find the way to progress. In I the don't game. understand. Um, you you, I th- I think I think you can give a, a a one great clue that I don't think is a spoiler is look underwater. Yeah. Just look really? underwater. Really? In a, in a frog game where you're looking for fish, Just you have to look, look underwater? You, you, That's a surprise. Uh, you won't be able to do it right away. Here's yes. let's, here's one that we can talk about. One of the okay. upgrades that you unlock in like the third or fourth round, um, it uninstalls the lock-on targeting that you probably chose as your first upgrade. Because ladies right, and, don't dig cyborgs. Right, because ladies don't dig cyborgs. And then it, it actually... <laughs> will continue to let you buy other upgrades, each one with unique text about buying, a, locking and unlocking the lock, like upgrading and uninstalling the lock on targeting. You can do it like 30 times. And each time there's new text and each, and, and then it becomes clear that there are two people who are putting these upgrades out for purchase. There's one person who thinks you should have lock on targeting and one person who thinks it spoils the experience. And they will continue to banter back and forth in the item upgrades. Okay, so what, what this, this, this sounds is still like, not the game. This what is this not sounds the game. Like, still not the game. And I'm not going to spoil this movie for people that haven't seen it, but this sounds a lot like Cabin in the Woods. No. Where there's no. something going on, no. and then underneath it, that, there's another that layer. Is no, not, it's, that is not a terrible description, But, but that's I don't not think that's, what that's it worst. is. It is all. closer to UHF. <laughs> yes, it, it is it, somewhere between... Uh, Weird Al's magnum opus, UHF, and the petite charm of the bourgeoisie. <laughs> uh, Frog Fractions is a free game. You can uh, we'll link it in this post of the besties if you if you want to do it that way, or you can just Google it and find it. Um, I really don't want to say more about it. Uh, but playing it was like a very unusual experience. Um, it is it is unlike most things that I have. What, unlike anything, really, I've played before. So, Cod uh, Oh, shit. Wait a minute. I want to talk. Uh, there's one other thing that I have to talk about. What? 
I finished the fifth episode of Walking Dead. Oh, no, no, we can't, no, no, It's not no, out until no, next no. week. We cannot. Are you also, sure? Also, it's yeah, not it's out, out next week, but we just can't. No, it is. It's out on the 20th. But we can't talk about it because I'm so far behind and I just want to play them all in a row and enjoy myself. So Let's just... let's circle back around because we've already, Walking That's Dead, is, gonna Walking be, Dead uh... is in the the hall of fame right? oh yeah absolutely it is a serious okay. contender Honestly, for game of the year. i i think i think we can talk about all of it when we get to december and we have yeah the hall of fame i don't think time. there's a need to go episode by episode because invariably you're going to be talking spoilers yeah that's... Right. can i make a suggestion to you russ yeah. i would i wouldn't play it all back to back to back i i think it, it is i think that that would be a pretty emotionally grueling yeah experience. so this is like, I, I, i'm gonna be honest based on what i've heard so far because I've literally only played like an hour of the first episode, and I loved what I played. I just haven't had time to go back to it. The issue is I'm currently in the same mindset as Game of Thrones, which I'm reading as well, where everyone's like, it's this emotionally grueling experience, which essentially means any character that I love will probably die. That's all I'm thinking while people are telling me this, and it bums me out because I want to be surprised when these things happen, but now I have no attachments to any characters because I'm like, well, he's probably going to die, or she's probably going to die. No, I mean more because the intensity oh, okay. of the experience. Okay. Like you're, you're, uh, you are constantly on edge, and I, like I, it feels like two to three hours where you can't exhale. Okay, so this is and the then, thing though. I really, really like crystal meth, so I'm used to that experience. <laughs> like I know that. Okay, good. So it should be fine. Um, I, I it, make sure you dip into it. Though and and polish that off before the end of it has a we don't real t- chance of game of the year. A yeah. we don't, real yeah. chance. We don't we don't need to spoil anything. But if you want to be a part of game of the year discussions yeah. come this December, you need to play all of the Walking Dead episodes because in my mind's eye, like it is gonna be a fucking juggernaut. Like yeah. it's gonna be tough to beat. It is gonna be very tough to beat. Um, From yeah. Telltale, but for now, who would have thought? Yeah, now, from Telltale. Right. Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? For now, Coblops 2, I think, is a better game than Halo. Well, and I think I, I, Need for Speed Most Wanted is a better wait, wait, game wait, wait, than Coblops 2. But is, it, but is Coblops 2 a better game than Frog, Frog Fractions? Fraction. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yes. Oh. It's interesting to think about. I can't comment on this because, obviously, I haven't played Frog Fractions, but... You don't play Frog Fractions. Frog Fractions plays you. <laughs> um, can... It's bad. It's so it is the bet. It is the game of the week. Called Call yeah, of Duty. Right. I think we can give it to yeah. Call of Duty. It's um, a, it, I will say just to reiterate, the multiplayer in this Call of Duty, I think, is the best multiplayer they've done so far. Yeah, Boom. I I would agree. It's just based on the the pick ten stuff. Like it. it, it and really they does. added like some really cool support where they encourage like people to like support teammates by yeah. like granting you kill streaks just by like shooting stuff down and like helping out the team. Mm-hmm. So typically, though, when we get rid of like when we have two big games back to back, there's a temptation to say, "Well, we'll consider them both." It sounds uh, like no one has but any I, love for Halo. I'm, it's not. It's not that Halo's. It's not that Halo's not a bad game. It's just like I prefer Call of Duty. And for me, like when it gets to the end of the year, if both of these games were in the Hall of Fame, I would still probably prefer. Right, Call these of Duty. feel close enough that it seems like there isn't much reason to keep Halo yeah, around. I, yeah. Um, because I, I mean, I can't imagine a scenario where it couldn't, you know, like where Black Ops Two wouldn't come out on top of Halo. So yeah. uh, it seems like we should just dethrone Halo and replace it with Black Ops. Before 2. we do that, a better question: Should we bring back Assassin's Creed Three? 
<laughs> can we? Okay, did you finish I finished it? it. It's we, the worst. Can we dip? It's the worst. Can we dip back in like extra bonus segment okay, right now? Okay, super short, but super short. Uh, you know, I thought that the introduction was bad. The eight hours where you before you actually get to do anything was bad. The rest of the game might be worse. There is not a single story mission apart from the boat stuff that I actually enjoyed playing. This coming from a guy that actually dug Assassin's Creed 1 kind of loved Assassin's Creed 2, loved Brotherhood. <laughs> like it is the worst Assassin's Creed. Oh, I haven't played Revelations, but it is really It's worse than that Revelations. It made me appreciate Revelations. Yeah, right. It they essentially this... took everything that you love about Assassin's Creed, threw it in the trash and replaced it with a lot of riding a horse through a forest. It's bad. It is baffling. I it's bafflingly unenjoyable uh so i'm sorry people that like that game but you're wrong which um which one of the four of us is gonna bite the bullet and pick up call of duty black ops declassified for the vita to talk about for jest oh activision is probably gonna send it because i review i think uh because i reviewed call of duty black ops and i think they're just sending me all the call of duty versions Mm -hmm. enjoy so i mean it'll only take you an hour so no worries Um, yeah that'll be fun I'll bring it next, next week. Next week is going to be fucking crazy, guys. I think it'll we mostly got, be Wii U stuff next week. Wii U stuff. Planet Side 2 is out next week. Persona 4 Golden is out next week. Um, uh, is Hitman out next week? Oh, man. Hitman. Shoot. It's going to be... It's going to be... Oh, Far Cry, Far Cry 3? When is that? When is December. That That's December. Okay. But Hitman, I think, is out next week. Next week's going to be wow. good. Getting heated. Uh, but make sure you join us for that. Until then, you can read our, our text-based words on uh, on Polygon.com. There's also a, an ongoing video series called Cooperatives, oh. or Just Cooperatives, yep. uh, featuring our own Chris Plant and Russ Freshtick, where they spend a few minutes on video talking about a, a new release. Uh, what's, what's on tap this week, guys? We actually did Nintendo Land. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so we're biting your uh, style, but... Thanks for chomping my flave. Uh, And uh, make sure you join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties! Besties!